Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Do you have a precise plan laid out where you know exactly what your next move is, where you will be making this move, and how everything is going to pan out for you? Or do you not have a plan? Do you simply just don't quite know exactly where you'll be, what you'll be doing? Or maybe you have like an outline of this plan and you don't have everything fine-tuned yet, but you at least have like a general idea of how your next five years are going to look like. Well, let me tell you about my five-year failed plan. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Welcome back to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. I am your host, Jesenia Bocanegra, and today I'm going to talk to you about my failed five-year plan. So you might have already know, or you may know, that I am from Puerto Rico, and I was born and bred there, and I only moved to the United States in 2011, which now that I think about it, it's nine years ago, but it kind of feels like it was yesterday. But let me tell you what was happening at that time. In 2011, I had a really good job. I had an office job at a university. It was, I loved that job. I, it was so much fun. It was my first, I would say my first very professional job and I loved it. I, I enjoyed it. But I decided that I needed to do something else. I had started teaching and that love for teaching grew and grew more every year. So I said, well, I just need to get a PhD in cinematography or in film studies because at the time that was sort of my plan. I wanted to teach film studies. So in order for me to complete my PhD in film studies, I needed a master's in film at the time. I don't know how that works right now, but that was the deal back then. So I figured, well, I can't get that in Puerto Rico. Let me check online. So I found this really cool university in San Francisco and I enrolled and I got in and I started my second master's in this case in cinematography and film studies. And the plan was finish that and then go to my PhD program. Well, as I was on this program, the first semester of my master's in cinematography or film studies, I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. So I started looking at other things and then I decided that I wanted to complete my studies in photography because I felt like out of the whole aspect of film, what I loved the most was the imagery and how to build a scene. And that was related to photography. I also, and I'm still not that very patient, I also, still to this day, not that very patient. So the whole idea of having to wait to edit everything and put it together and color correct and everything, it's just, it was too much of a wait for me. I love the instant gratification of photography and that sort of led to one decision and I eventually switched programs and enrolled in the photography program, which I love. And that's the actual program that I ended up completing. Now, late 2010, I got the chance to go to California on my very first business trip. And that was the first time that I went to California. I actually had a layover in Texas, and that was also the first time that I went to Texas. And that sort of was what 
got me thinking, well, why don't I consider moving to the States? A year before that, I was planning on moving to France and that didn't happen. So I, was, I stayed in Puerto Rico for a more, one more year. And then that's when my thoughts and, and my planning of moving to a, a different place started to roll. Eventually, I went to visit California again. I went, went to visit Texas again, mostly Dallas area. And I decided that San Francisco was the place to be. And that's where I moved. I moved to California. I was in, now in California, in San Francisco. I was completing my classes and working on projects, just falling in love with photography more and more. Towards the end, we needed to create this a thesis project. And one of the things that we needed to talk about during this presentation was our five-year plan. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know, really. So I started coming up with ideas of what I really wanted to do. So I said, well, I want to be living in New York City. I want to be shooting for top-rated magazines. And I want to be a professional fashion photographer. And I wanted to do something, maybe do workshops in Puerto Rico or something like that. So I really didn't have a, a, a good plan. It was just it was just merely a list of things. And that was it. I got my diploma. Yay. Now a couple of years later, I think it was well yeah, 2017, I was asked the same question again. But this time it was for a job. So where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, whoa. I was actually asked the same question a couple of years back and everything that I said that I was going to do, I haven't done. So my answer was, I don't know, but I hope that whatever it is that I'm doing or wherever it is that I am, that I'm happy and that I'm enjoying what, I, what I'm doing. That was my answer for this question at a job interview. And I was very honest because I had no idea. <laughs> so This is why I say my failed five-year plan. And what I mean about a five-year failed plan is that while a lot of those things didn't happen, other things that did actually happen ended up being even better than what I had envisioned originally. And they were actually quite opposite to what I said I wasn't going to do. And this is actually like a trend in my life. So when I was a kid, I always said that I would never want to become an artist, nor a teacher. And I say this because my mom was a teacher and I saw her many times spending her evenings grading papers. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to be a teacher. In reality, I just wanted to be a forensic pathologist because I love science and I love medicine. And that's what I wanted to do. And I still love science and I love medicine, but I think the arts chose me and that was for a reason and I couldn't be happier. So again, my five-year failed plan, quote unquote. What happened in these five years? Well, I never even knew anything about North Carolina outside one of their famous basketball teams that I had followed from when I was young. And so moving to North Carolina was not in the cards for me. It was not a plan. I actually came here visiting and then I said, well, let me just see what happens and we'll figure it out from there. We'll make it happen. 
So I stayed here and I couldn't be happier for that decision for many reasons, professionally and personally. Would I have liked to be in New York? Yes, absolutely. New York is amazing. It's beautiful. So why not? And also, I love the cold weather. So <laughs> perfect. They actually do get more snow than North Carolina does. So yeah, that would have been ideal. <laughs> But that wasn't the case. And actually very happy in North Carolina. So yeah, that's my deal right now. But here's the thing. When you have a plan, you do have to put together some action items for, for you to move the needle into the next step, into that next level, so that if something doesn't work out the way that you intended to, then you know what your backup plan is or what your next item is or what plan B is. Now, things are not going to go perfect for us because we are human, so we are bound to make mistakes and things happen and, and we can't control everything. There are a lot of variables in our life that are uncontrollable. So we just, we make sure that what we can, what is in our hands and, and within our control, we feel confident about it. And that if that doesn't work out, then we know that it's life, it's okay, and that we, we can do something different. And maybe that something different is actually even better than what you envision for yourself. Like there is a greater purpose for you out there. Think about it. If you are a poet, if you are a calligraphy artist, if you are a nurse or whatever profession you opted to be or whatever thing that is within that you feel deep down in your core that that is your calling, there is a reason for that. And there is a reason why you didn't do this other thing. There is a reason why I'm not a doctor. There's a reason why I am a photographer. And I love being able to work with people to build connections and just be able to capture stories because ultimately we, each and every one of us has a very unique story to tell. And I feel very honored that I have the gift to be able to capture those stories in a way that moves people and that helps people remember those special occasions that happened in their life, whether that is professional or personal. Now, last year, I was asked the same question again. Where do you see yourself in five years? And I laughed. <laughs> the first, when I, when I heard that question, I'm like, yep, <laughs> I laughed because it was very interesting to hear it again. And I repeated my answer and I said, actually, I've been asked this question couple of times and I'm just going to repeat my last answer. And, and that was, I don't know. I just want to be happy wherever, wherever I am and whatever I'm doing. And let me say that in the past year, I have been filled with so much creativity, so much joy, so much knowledge of myself and what I want to do and my goals. And I feel empowered by that. I want to take a quick break to let you know about this wonderful tool that has helped me keep my business in order. Have you heard of 17 Hats? I use it to organize and automate my small business, and I swear by it. Their feature-packed platform saves me time and money and lets me focus on what I do best, which is not paperwork. And only because you've been referred by me, a 17 Hats member, can you get the special pricing of 
half off their normal pricing for two years. You can save even more if you sign up for longer. But be sure to use this referral code that I'm including on today's show note to get this invitation-only sale pricing. Just click on the link including today's show notes, and that will take you right to the sign-up page where you can save more than 50%. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, just click that link, and I'm also happy to share my 17 Hats experience with you. Last year, around this time, I actually put my two weeks notice from my nine to five job. And this meant that for the first time in many, many years, I would actually go back to my normal schedule, if you will, quote unquote, normal schedule of really having a very flexible schedule and me determining my hours. You know, when you have a nine to five job, it says it like you have a steady hour, set amount of hours and you work set amount of days, you show up, whether you clock in or not, or whatever you need to do, but you know that you have to complete a certain amount of hours, and complete your job within those hours, and that's very normal, that's your typical 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and there are a lot of advantages to that, knowing that you're going to work these days and these hours, is really a good advantage, because you then can plan your, your life around that, But that's the thing, you plan your life around that, not the other way around. So when I then became independent in the sense that I no longer was working a nine to five job, it actually took me a a bit to get used to it. It took me a bit to figure out, oh wait, I don't need to wake up super early and like, what's my new routine going to be like, you know? Because when you're working you know, when you're working on nine to five, you know that you have to be at work by nine o'clock or whatever time you clock in, right? And if you don't, then you know, you might get in trouble, yada, yada. But now I am the one that determines when I start my day, when I finish my day. And now I have even more pressure because if I don't work, then how am I going to get paid? right? Like if I don't work on whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm not going to move that needle. And if that needle doesn't work, obviously I can't generate income. So there's even more pressure. And you know, and this is part of why when you think about being an entrepreneur, you need to think about whether or not you are that type of person that could independently do the things that you need to do, be accountable to your own self. Like you know that you have to wake up a certain amount at a certain time, that you know that during the day you have to complete these tasks. And now I say during the day, I mean, that's because I'm more of a morning person than an evening person. You know, you listening to me right now could be more of a night owl than what I am. And that's fine. But then here's the thing, figure out what is the time of the day that you are the most productive. And then you can design your life around that, not the other way around. So if you know that you work better in the afternoon, then you you can have the luxury of sleeping in earlier, or maybe you want to sleep in and then go to the gym or whatever you need to do, go to a class and then work in the afternoon towards the evening. And that's fine. I kind of like, I prefer waking up early I work out maybe for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes in the morning. Then I will make my breakfast, get ready for work. And then I typically start between 9 and 10. 
So not super early start of a work day, but definitely earlier start to my own personal thing, my own personal routine. And then lately, actually, in the evenings, I've started to do this experiment where I am doing yoga and then I shower and then I take, I drink chamomile tea and that has helped me sleep so much better that whenever I don't do yoga at night, even if I'm falling asleep earlier, which is great, but even if I'm falling asleep earlier and I don't do yoga, I don't sleep as well. So yay, I found something that works for me. Now going back to a year ago, again, part of the plan, going back to this five-year failed plan, quote unquote, going back to that a year ago when I quit my job, my full-time job, and decided to focus solely on my photography. And now while I was doing a full-time job, I was also doing my business and I also teach online because I still love teaching. So I taught online and I do it. I still do it every now and then. And just imagine the workload of all of that. So that could definitely be very overwhelming. And I told myself, where do you want to focus your energy? And I took a decision. And let me just tell you what has happened this past year alone. So I'm not even going to expand to the five-year thing. I'm just saying that in the last year alone, my business has grown because I've been able to dedicate more time to it, to really focus on it and see and study what is it that drives me, what is it that makes me happy, and how it is that I could then improve this experience that I give to my clients because ultimately the experience that I have as the business owner, will be even better as well. Because if I have happy clients, I'm going to be happy. Of course. Things that I had not even thought about last year was actually doing this, recording a podcast. Like I said earlier, a couple episodes ago, like last summer, I thought about having a podcast and then I said no. And now I'm doing one and I'm very passionate about it. I'm loving it. So Maybe at that time, I actually was thinking, well, maybe now that I have more time, I'll be able to work on my YouTube channel, which I've neglected. And that actually didn't even happen. Something that I wasn't even counting on or planning on was this other side of the business. And that relates to marketing and building and putting together a brand and a marketing plan, not for me, for somebody else. And I had somebody that hired me for that and trusted me with that task. And that led to a bit even bigger project where part of what I do is also work on marketing for a larger organization here in my area. So this wasn't in my plan. This was never in my five-year plan. So this is what I'm telling you. It's okay if you feel that you don't have exactly the steps or the a perfect outline for your next five-year plan because it's okay. It's okay if you have it. It's okay if you don't. It's okay if you just have keywords of things that you want to do. It's perfectly fine. But what you need to do is embrace the process. And obviously, maintain your goals and maintain your, your, this list of your, what drives you, those goals that you want to achieve and, and, 
If something doesn't happen the way you do, then analyze it. Analyze how you feel about it. Do you feel that if you did not move to the city, do you feel that you won't be happy being where you currently are? Or do you feel that, well, you know, whether, you know, even though you didn't get to move to that place where you are actually ended up being better than what you have expected. Don't get me wrong. If you tell me right now, I have the option of moving to France or moving to New York or moving to, I don't know where. And I am feel, I feel attracted by that place. And, and I'm like, well, babe, I'll, I'll tell my husband, <laughs> you know, if, if we get the chance, I think we probably could, at least me. I, I know that my husband might think more the process behind it, but <laughs> I'm pretty much more like, okay, let's grab our bags and pack and, and head out and just go and adventure. I am a little bit more. Let's just go with the flow in that sense. And I think that's what balances my husband and I. Like, he's more grounded. I'm a little bit more up in the clouds. And we balance each other out. And that's fine. But, you know, and I have that emotional support system, not just with my husband, with my family as well. And that's really helpful, too. And and I, I realize that not everybody has that. So if you don't have that, if you feel that you are on this mission and you have this plan or you you don't have a plan but you want to have one and you feel that you don't have a good support system behind you there are lots of communities online or even locally that are for business people are that you know entrepreneurs that are on the same boat that they're working towards their goals and they're all sharing their insights and they're sharing their experiences and It's about growing and getting to know yourself. Think about it. 10 years ago, where were you? How have you changed in the last five years, 10 years? So again, the same way that you as a person, as an individual can change in a set amount of time, the same thing goes with your business plan, with your goals. The reason why we put together a business plan is so that we know What's our mission? What are our, our objectives? And then design action items and a workflow that will help us move to the next echelon and then help us reach that goal. Now, as we're going up that echelon, going up that ladder, and we realize that some of these decisions are not working towards that goal, then we, we, Because we know what our mission is and what our objective is, we can then readjust and continue on. And I'm just talking about business plan, but think about it as your personal plan, your personal goal. If you have not put together your business plan, take some time and grab a piece of pen and paper and start writing those goals. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and download my SMART Goals Worksheet. It's free. Write down those goals, divide them by quarters, organize them so that you can start putting together your plan and drafting out a workflow of what is your next move. But keeping in mind those goals and that mission. Ultimately, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you a photographer? Why are you making art? Why are you teaching Pilates or teaching yoga? Why are you putting together a graphic design 
boutique agency? Why are you designing clothes? Why are you cooking? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why not something else? If you you, ha- you feel it deep down in your core that you know that this is what you need to do, then go out and do it and give it structure so that you can continue doing what you are so passionate about. So if you feel that you have a five-year failed plan like I did, think twice about it and really analyze what has happened in your life in the past year alone and see that sometimes there's a bigger plan out there that you or us don't really know because there's so much potential within us that sometimes we can't really see it and it requires a little bit of time for us to really see what our capabilities and our gifts are to the world. I want to thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. I hope you feel inspired. And speaking of communities, I have the Focus and Bloom launch on Facebook. It's a private group where I hope you can join us and share your experiences as a business owner. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I hope to see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore focus and bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusemblemstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.